Conan. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I'm your host, Justin Juice Kelly. Johnny Bowden is not in the studio today. That is okay. He is uh, off doing some weird gay stuff with his brother. Um, but <laughs> sorry, I wasn't trying trying to do that. Uh, no, but uh, no, Johnny's uh, not in the studio today, but he will be back. I, I assume at some point. Um, we miss you, buddy. We hope you, uh, you you're having a good time with your brother. Um, I know he doesn't get out much, so hope you guys are having a good time, having some beers, uh, just making sure you're staying six feet away from everybody. Um, but anyways, with me today is Ryan Ross. How you doing? Did I say that right? You did. You got it right. Most people don't. Because you, you spell it R-Y-N-E, correct? I do. I'm named after Ryan Sandberg. Okay. Like- <laughs> That's what, uh, dude, you weren't here because I was talking to Nolan about it. You weren't here. We were um, trying because I told them, I was like, that's going to be the first thing that I ask you is how do you pronounce your name? And uh, I said verbatim, I don't care. But, uh, <laughs> I said that's no, probably Ryan. I got it right. So. And and uh, RB, the uh, landlord downstairs, definitely, he definitely said uh, Ryan Stan- Sandberg, right? Yep, that's exactly what I'm named after. And, and then that other voice that you hear is Nolan Miller. Hey. How are you doing today, man? I'm pretty good. I appreciate you joining the podcast. No problem. We talked about this like what? nine months ago that was a year ago (laughs) yeah uh i i went uh to a stand-up show in zionsville i'm not really remembering the bar do you happen to remember what it's called no idea no but it was a it was a brad riggler production we all know that guy he's a very high energy guy uh too high energy that's too much for me i can't handle it but he uh he put on a show and I can't even remember who the headliner is. Really, one of the main things I remember is seeing your your set and laughing. And it was Brent Terhune. Brent Terhune. There you go. Yeah, and he killed it too. He was he was very good. Um, but one of the main things that stuck out in my mind from that show was you. And so I instantly messaged you on Facebook and was like, "Hey, I would like you to come on the podcast." Obviously, things get in the way. Schedules. I mean, I'm sure we. I think we planned a couple of different times for you to come on, and it just didn't work out. But you're here today. I am, and I appreciate you coming out. Um, and then also with with Ryan, like you and I, just kind of like I saw you kind of commenting on some stuff, and I I really liked your opinion and I liked your comments, and I just reached <laughs> out to you. I was like, hey, you want to come on the fucking podcast? So thank you also for coming out. Man. Absolutely, I'm happy to be here. <clears throat> yeah, you always post stuff, and I I'm like, yeah, I like I like what this guy's putting down. I, I'm picking this up. I appreciate it, man. You're one of the uh, like probably ten people that interact with my posts, so I I think that's <laughs> awesome. No, uh, Nolan, really quickly, I told bj kind of like a shitty shitty version of the gay chicken bit that you had is there any way that you could like kind of give them a better version of that or would that be weird oh, being put on the spot on your podcast <laughs> uh yeah sure it's uh pretty much like uh yeah anyone here ever play gay chicken anyone here ever play gay chicken yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i went two people of the same sex trying to be uh gay with each other trying to be homosexual I'll let you know a little secret. I've never lost that game because I have a secret weapon. It's that I am gay. Yeah, I'm gay. The straight people's gay chicken to me. It's making love, baby. Yeah, the first time I ever played gay chicken was in high school. Also, the first time I ever sucked a dick was in uh, while playing gay chicken was in high school. So, who won that game? It was me. <laughs> and uh. Yeah, like when I came out as gay, nobody really acted any weird. Like, I didn't get any weird feedback. I did get one weird Facebook message from the guy who blew in high school playing gay chicken. 
He was like, you didn't tell me you were gay. <laughs> I was like, of course I'm gay, Tyler. I, I complimented you on your ball sack. <laughs> Only fags do that. And then I go into a whole thing about how that, I don't mind the word faggot. But that that, that whole bit right there is like that was what that was kind of like I think towards the beginning of your set that I, I was, saw. If I if I do like a set where I'm trying to be really good, I'm not really like I'm. I actually want people to like me. <laughs> then I, I I'll start with that one. That's yeah. probably one of my best ones. Dude, that probably. was that locked me in, and I thought, dude, I just thought you were funny as shit from from that point on, and I really thoroughly enjoyed like what you were doing. Um, so what I want to ask you is like, ever since kind of all of this stuff, and this is for you too, Ryan, because you've done some, you've done stand up as well. He runs yeah. a show with me. Yeah, I'm a mic, I'm open mic with me on Mondays. So what is the what's the plan as kind of because I. In my opinion, like people might disagree with this, but I feel like I see a light at the end of the tunnel with this stuff. Like I think things are starting to open. I know that people are scared and freaked out about shit get, getting worse and things like that. But at this point, dude, I think that uh, people are kind of fed up with it and they're getting ready to open. So what is the future of you know stand-up comedy and like especially just specifically what you guys are doing? Well, I, I know I, I work for uh, Helium Comedy Club here in yeah. town. I know no one used to work for us, and we've been shut down since probably the second or third week of March. So it, it's been, I saw a show right almost like what couple weeks before it shut down. I saw I, I remember I seeing saw you. Adam Carolla there. Yeah, I remember seeing you there. Yeah. I, I we've never met, so I was like, I think that's that guy <laughs> that I've talked to online before, but I don't want to say anything. Yeah. That's be weird. <laughs> but yeah, um, wait, wait, but but he said that's the guy I've talked to online before, but I've never met him, and he's like, that's weird, and I was like. Wait a second. What's weirder, talking online to somebody or meeting them in person? <laughs> Definitely meeting them in person. There's a little bit of awkwardness there. Yeah, especially with you, high energy. Well, I mean, I'm kind of that night. I was kind of higher energy. I had a good time. Yeah, we had, yeah. Remember, casino night was that night. Oh, I got in a lot of trouble for that night too. Uh, it was my birthday weekend. We had casino night here. We had cards. We had uh, uh, gambling. Yeah, we had hold'em. We had roulette. We had blackjack. Yep. I lost about. 200 bucks i think mike my, my son who has just a permit i was like <laughs> if i need you to drive me home can you and he's like i got you dad <laughs> we were at he the gas station at 4 30 in the morning all buying energy drinks because we got to bed at five i have two teams oh, yeah. it was one of the greatest nights of my life Dude, it was a it was a fantastic time i uh i gave one of his sons like 20 bucks and i was like do what you want with the roulette wheel but I'm going to suggest, just because this is only $20, maybe put like five on just a number so that you can win a lot. And uh, RB, the landlord, ended up owing him money to where he could, <laughs> couldn't pay him. 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody gave my youngest three beers while I was doing a podcast. I did, not, I did not see any of that. I was not a part of any of that. I have no idea what that, was, what that was about. But And then Juice. We had this I think it's allegedly somebody gave him beers. The studio just got redone. We rearranged the chairs or whatever, but we had a half a couch that there, and Juice is sitting where he's sitting at. Just oh, I was drunk. Uh, I should not have been on a drunk's podcast. Drunk's not the word. Like he's holding the mic, <laughs> <laughs> and then my my youngest son is over there singing Miley Cyrus, <laughs> and I'm just party like, in the USA, baby. One of my favorite songs. Oh, it was such a great night. There's been a lot of fun here. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, so. <clears throat> Saw saw you there. We were getting ready to talk. You work at Helium. We interrupted that train of thought. Did I get you back on track? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of the workers, that, there's no real plan set in place yet for Helium right. to open back up. But we have a big group text of all the workers that are there, and we've discussed of you know what does the future look like. And 
<clears throat> we know probably the bigger acts, like I said, we don't know, but we're assuming that a lot of the bigger acts aren't going to be touring right away as soon as things get open. But we do kind of foresee a lot of local people coming in and wanting to see shows and people are going to want to get out and about and, I think they're kind of want to laugh, so we're kind of oh, yeah, we're kind of sure. we're kind of definitely hoping that you know people will start trickling in once we do maybe do a soft open where you know we're not at full capacity, but we'll be able to bring in some of the local comics and just get well, people what's back tough on too stage. Is I work I work downtown as well, and what's tough is you guys we're still on like a, a no open mm-hmm. order, which is kind of frustrating because it's like oh so the virus just stops at 96th Street, like it's <laughs> not going any further, correct? Like I mean that's the way it, that's it feels right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it feels. Um, so what's the show that you guys you guys do together? It's an open, uh, open mic. It's not really a show. I wouldn't call is, it a show. It's an open it, mic. Anyone can sign up. It's on Monday nights. And is it at Helium as well? It's not at Helium. It's uh, it's currently at Union Jacks. Yeah. We uh, we were at Shoefly for quite a while, and we I rec- remember hearing about yeah, Shoefly. We, yeah, we recently just moved to Union Jacks. They you know we weren't able to do the show at Shoefly anymore to some unforeseen circumstances and. It, as soon as we posted that you know the show wasn't going to be going on anymore, we had three or four different places reach out to us and just be like, "Hey, we've got bar space if you guys would just nice. like." So it was really cool but, to have. Like you know, besides club mics, shoe flies over mic. Uh, the Monday show was the longest running mm-hmm. independent okay. over mic in the scene. And, and don't sell of, yourself short. It is a show. No, no, no I mean, <laughs> I, I, I even don't if it's an open, open mic, mic show, it's still a show. If no, like, like I don't know, I'm. I'm I'm petty. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know. Like if if my mom can sign up to be on the show that's with true. me, that's I don't true. consider it a show. I consider it an open mic, which is like that makes sense. I'm not getting paid to do this or run this. Correct. I'm doing this because I like comedy. Yeah. And like it's it's a good thing. Like if you don't want to, if you're not sure if you like comedy, but you want to see if you like comedy, go to open mic, and you're definitely not going to like comedy because it's open mic. <laughs> anyone can go up. No, but like that's that's the whole point is it's it's the only way that really it's a weird thing it's the only way that anyone can really start doing comedy. Yeah, yeah and that's what uh, the co-host that is not here, so I'm going to give him a little bit of shit. Um, he's very proud of the fact that he's he's gone to see a lot of like the open mics that I've been a part of, and I was a part of a small show in Newcastle that like did actually really well. We we sold out the ballroom i guess of whatever it is and in this like really shitty hotel um we were really pumped about it but the co-host has seen the shows and he's been there and hung out afterwards and comedians have been like oh you should you're pretty funny you should like try stand up he's very proud of that but then i keep pushing him like hey you should do this you have you have no you have no uh nothing holding you back like not to be a dick but you don't have a significant other you don't have a job that stops you from uh, being able to do this like right. you should be going out and doing it and he's 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 scared to do it that's one of those things he's well, he doesn't want to go up there and he also mentions over and over that's not what he wants to do he but then what what drives me crazy is that he says well all these people tell me i should do it but he's like but oh, i'd rather be like an actor and i'm like okay well where's the acting opportunities here in indianapolis indiana uh <laughs> gay <I'd>, porn <laughs> <laughs> I know. There might be, I know there a, might guy. Be a few of those. No, I know a guy, Jeff Tuck. <laughs> it's five thousand dollars. I mean, it is. I mean, it's a true story. I'm not even lying about that. He won't come on the show, though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Johnny's talented enough to get get the five thousand dollar purse. He might be. Well, you looking don't have to be in like, shape you know, for these. These are bear porn. It's bear porn. Oh, God. You mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's one of my best friends. Uh, I love him to death. I see him two or three times a month, and then he's a great guy, but he told me all I'm about studio. it. I'm yeah. 
He uh, he always bought me nutter butters, and I didn't realize he was hitting on me for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> I still kept eating them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, not going to turn them down. Although nutter butters are but, fucking trash candy, by the way. But is it a candy? It's not a candy. It's, it's a cookie. Oh, a snack. I'm if you're going to make fun, it's like a little W. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still candy though. I mean, it's it's sugar fucking, and bullshit. It's junk food. You can call it junk food. But junk, it's not yeah. candy. I don't know. Candy. All right, I get. I get it. <laughs> Let's all pile Christ. on me right now. <laughs> Why are you so angry about something that's good? Because it's terrible. I Semantics. Hate, I hate them. <laughs> but hate back him. to the open. Oh, what would you rather eat besides nutter butter? Yeah. What tofu? Fucking chocolate chip cookie, like something that's actually good. So is like, that candy? So so if Jeff Tuck came to me, I would be like, hey, I appreciate the nutter butter, but if you want to get me a Spunk Meyer cho- chocolate chip cookie, I'd be more happy. You don't do that to people who give you stuff. You just take well, it. Well, I do. <laughs> That's called being fucking polite. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I said it pretty politely. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you doing something nice for me, but you're, you're really <laughs> but causing really a problem. That Fuck you. I want a chocolate chip cookie. That's what I wanted. Just throw in the trash or piss on in front of him. Anyways, back on track about the open mic. He saw me shake my head. Is because doing comedy, even over mic, is like very, very. If you take, a, if you actually care about comedy, it's the most scariest thing to do. First time I did, I lost my mind. It was more nerve wracking than my dad's eulogy when he passed away. I was more nervous for telling jokes in front of people I didn't know. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. And I and my worst is I followed a, uh, a lady who dropped. Oh, me. this is great. Sorry. So we were in Kettletop, Anderson, Kyle Buck, great place. Mm-hmm. That you, I headlined it once. Super fun. Well, the fun. It's, yeah. The um, yeah, when, yeah, well, the yeah. Wednesday nights we went up there. I still think that's a show. Like, I mean, the open micers he gets most are pretty decent. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, At least I laugh. You're not going to get him to change his mind. I know. I appreciate your the. the I'm effort. working on it. <laughs> So it's me, uh, AP, who helped started uh, the studio, and then um, were you there? No, I, no. I missed that one. It's like Kyle Buck, and then it's um, Calvin Turner. Ben Politsky wrote up with me and um, wrote up there with me, and then I love uh, how you pronounce his name. Uh, he doesn't listen to anything <laughs> I do, anyway. <laughs> do I care? <laughs> am no, I, am no, I you part don't. of Barstool? Do I really you give you a fuck? Really don't, I'm part of you really don't care at all because you guys pronounce <laughs> am everybody's name Am I under 30 wrong? with abs? <laughs> do people question my sexuality like his? No, they don't. <laughs> he's, one, one of my, he's one so of my ben good friends. Went to, uh, no, I like Ben. Ben Polizzi, uh, I don't even care how to pronounce the name. Uh, <laughs> he, he went to L.A. for a while, and I thought he moved there. And I talked to him recently. It was like right before this stuff happened. He was at Helium. And I was like, oh, why, why aren't you here? And why aren't you in L.A.? Like, I thought you moved there. He's like, oh, I, I didn't move there. I just went there for a little bit. I was like, oh, that, that's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> And the funny part is, is he's on, he's on our show many times or whatever. And then he'll just turn on his camera and start videotaping himself and not paying attention to conversation. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll start picking stuff up in the studios and just like, look, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? But anyways, he unplugged the mic during this night on accident. Oh, that he was, was hilarious. He was doing his eyelash bit and there went the mic. He kicked <laughs> the shoe. The shoe kicked off, knocked over a drink on. So it's already off to a funny start. And then. A lady in a wheelchair, electronic wheelchair, rolled up to do do her stuff. You can barely hear. <laughs> I'm over there where the you know I'm over there in the did corner. Did they get a ramp or did they like no. help her no. up on no. stage? No, the doors cl- clang clang when she went in and out. Like you can hear, you can you better, hear. You better watch out, Lucas Waterfield. Someone's trying to yeah. take your job. <laughs> this lady's also a woman. It's a progressive. She's yeah. sixty. <laughs> 
I didn't hear her bit, so I'm over there where the comics sit or whatever. Um, She's only getting 75% of the shows, though. <laughs> I know. And then so, and I get up there and I start doing doing stuff, and it's it just not going well. And I'm like, what? What the fuck, man? I was like, I worked on this for a while. I was like, maybe it's a different crowd. I get done, and afterwards, I go outside and smoke a cigarette. AP and Ben come out and go, dude, did you hear her say the hard R? <laughs> I go, what? What? What do you mean? Like she said, the hard R. Never mind, Lucas. You're you're pretty good. <laughs> you're not racist, so she, you probably yeah. got all. She used that. You're not a woman, but you're not racist. So <laughs> good, good for you. She used the acronym um, to uh, explain her nephew, who always is hanging out on the porch. Oh, oh my god! My god. <laughs> oh, so no. I'm up there, like, hey, how you guys doing? My name is BJ, and they're just like. <laughs> But as they're calling my name up, I'm walking up to the stage or whatever, and you just see her leaving the side door. No one's helping her open the door, and it's clanging against the metal. <laughs> and I'm holding the mic going. You're not going to open the door for a racist. Why would you do that? No. <laughs> God put you, you in that be, chair for a reason. Because <laughs> you hate other people. You'd be guilty by association. <laughs> like, this guy just let her out. Like, he just let the racist okay, out. the door the for the, the N-word. <laughs> yeah, but she's, she's selling out in Martinsville, though. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. She's making They're, a killing. They probably confused there. They saw her. <laughs> but that's my worst open mic experience. Was that one? Was that trying to follow someone who just absolutely murdered the crowd? Wait, did she murder the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the right way. She, she and, just, and they all turned around and looked at the one black guy there. Going, she cut. Oh. What should we do? Should we murder her? <laughs> She's in do you chair. want us to get her? We, we're, we're looking at you. We the leader here. Are we supposed to boo? <laughs> are you, are you going to kill her or are we going to have to kill her for you? I don't know. Is it okay to clap? Is it okay, can't clap. <laughs> What's the move here? Check, table three. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> what's uh, what's the what's the name of your guys' show that you run? Or I guess the open mic. Sorry, oh, it's called the Monday, the Monday show. show. The Monday it's a pretty show. Pretty simple. Yeah. It's on Monday. It's called Monday show. Yeah. <laughs> it's not on another day. It's on it's on Monday. Yeah, it's uh it's ran by Rocket Ship Comedy. So okay, Cam yeah. O'Connor. What's uh, what's up with that? I, I've heard I've heard that name. I just don't know a lot about it. I don't know if I've had them. I haven't had them in the studio. I know that. So I'll just, uh, it's a brief history lesson. So yes, early. <laughs> Let's do so it. So back when it was just Crackers and Morty's, and there wasn't any other clubs, mm-hmm. no Jokers, no nothing. There was no really independent comedy going on in Indianapolis or around the area. It was literally just club. Yeah, mics, I, rem- I remember that club time mics, too. club shows, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And Cam O'Connor, he was a crackers comic and back in the day you could only do morty's I, mm-hmm. or crackers you couldn't do both was it right. dwight simmons post that like <laughs> yeah that yeah. went nuts because yep. of the going back and forth and getting pissed off because yeah. they were saying you clicky, couldn't do you either both did all the mics at crackers and they got booked at crackers and became a crackers comic or you went through morty's and did the Morty's mic and, and did Morty's shows and then morty's comic. not not to derail the history lesson but doesn't it feel weird to feel like you have to be one or the other wouldn't you think that it would generate better talent by being able to go wherever you want it makes sense that way wouldn't it i mean but i i it's, it's really pettiness of certain club owners mm-hmm. i'm not gonna name names there's still there's still a lot of pettiness right. and there's still a lot of pettiness but it's not as petty but somebody Cam- shoot that dog out there i love dogs but that dog is barking and i can hear it way to bring He's the trying to tell you to shut up and let me hit, tell my history <laughs> yes go and then so Cam O'Connor was a Crackers comic, and he was 
not getting booked as much as he would like as a host there. So at the the sinking ship on College Avenue, yep. he started running a showcase of like basically comics would go to Crackers, and then they get paid a little bit less, but get to do another show on Sunday at the sinking ship. Okay, and he ran that. And then the owner of Crackers banned him from ever doing any Cracker stuff or anything. So that was because like because of that, because yeah. she was like, "You're taking business from me." But in actuality, they wa- they weren't open on Sunday, so it didn't matter. Yeah. But she was still mad that. They so he was doing- trying to do it in a great in a good way. Yeah. And then it just kind of backfired. But that lived on, and then it moved. That show moved like two or three times. It was at the Alley Cat for a while. A Sunday show. It was a. It's been a showcase for a while. And now it's at it's a uh, Let's Comedy and Rock Chip Comedy are running it together at uh, Black Circle Black Circle Brewery, yeah. which I like that place too. Yeah, it's so it's that fun that place. was the origin was Cam's basically the first person to do any independent comedy in Indianapolis. Yeah, and, that's cool, and that's helped it because now it's kind of given people an escape from having to do clubs right away. Right, like I I did mostly just rocket ship mics and shows. Before even stepping foot on a club stage, I don't. I've never been on a club stage because I didn't want to do a club until I was good enough that I didn't have to like. Oh, he's new. I wanted people to be like, oh, he has jokes. Yeah. So I just did all independent stuff before then. Yeah. And I was like a year and a half in. I probably should have done it earlier than that, but I was just like, I wanted to be good. Right. I didn't. I, I didn't. But want- I mean, you you got to go at your at the the rate it feels good for you mm-hmm. and. And yeah. I've had, you know, we've talked to so many different people that are doing comedy. Like, you wouldn't believe it. I'm sure that uh, <clears throat> you know probably everybody that I've talked to in here at some point or another. You've you've met them. And I think the independent thing is very, very interesting because, like I said, we put together a ragtag pe- bunch of people and uh, tried to sell it to Newcastle, and a bunch of people showed up. It was like it, it worked out perfectly. Like, the bar in my opinion i didn't need to get paid like the bar's giving me six free drinks um i'm going up and having a good time and telling the jokes that i feel the best about those shows are great too because the people that go to them are never going to show up in indianapolis and go to a club right they're going to stay in that town yeah and go to that bar yeah so they actually have a show to go to and that's cool yeah Yeah. and it was like i said it was a blast uh bj didn't have the greatest time because they got there and they were in the back so like uh you know the next time i mean we're planning on we were planning on doing another one like we were planning on doing another one we were gonna have alex price was gonna be the headliner like it was gonna be pretty fun because i was gonna take myself out of it because i'm not as funny as the other people that were gonna be on the the like i guess the card or whatever you want to call it the the lineup um but you know it was going to be a blast and then this shit happened and i was like i will still do it like i was like the the beacon of positivity until about you know two weeks in and it's like yeah this isn't happening at (laughs) all we're we're like right now experiencing that because we we had planned to start running a showcase at black acre breweries a beer garden oh yeah uh, like a once a month like comedy showcase like caitlin mcphee is a boston comic who used to be an indianapolis comic was going to headline the first one and then, like, after yeah. that, DJ she's thing, funny. I've heard her before. I just don't. I'm not. I'm trying. I don't know exactly where. I just know. She used that to run I, the Sunday I, show at that. I like just cat. know I've seen yeah. her. Yeah, I've done the Sunday show with her once. Yeah, and she was great. And uh, we're gonna do the start with that at the beer garden. It's which is like a, a few blocks down from the tap room. Yeah, Black Acre. My brother owns Black Acre. Oh, nice. So that's how we got that connection. Oh, yeah. 
and it was like probably what like i mean it was about a month into the lockdown when yeah when like we were like ah, yeah my brother couldn't do anything couldn't right. run anything so we're like, yeah, can, like, can i ask you guys a question about this uh the quarantine lockdown yeah how do you feel about the the zoom stand-up things i <laughs> just what, give give your honest opinion because what, I'll, before you give your opinion i'll be the dick and i'll say i will click on it watch for maybe two minutes and then i'm like i'm out <clears throat> when it when all this first started like i have such a kind of a different perspective because i'm so new in the stand-up mm -hmm. scene like i i'm at almost a year now so I'm aching to just, you know, I love open mics just because I like being able to get up there. I like being able to do anything. So when this first started, I was kind of like, man, this sucks. I can't do anything. So when it first started, I did do a few of the, you know, the Zoom yeah. open mics and stuff like that. And I probably did three or four of them. And, you know, it was fun talking to people and stuff like that. But when you're working jokes and there's like five people in there and you're getting mixed reactions, it's just it <laughs> people have bad connections. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> someone just froze. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like it's much more fun like i've i've done a few just zoom calls with people from helium and like todd mccomas and chris bowers and stuff like that and it's love not, both of those guys yeah. by the way and it's not we're not doing stand-up we're all just talking i think that's been fun but yeah. an actual stand-up show the, at least the few that i've tried haven't i don't know if it, they weren't ran well i you know i don't know what it was it just wasn't a super great experience and and <clears throat> that that's what i'm i'm trying to figure it out because I get it. Like I get that there's uh, potential there, but mm -hmm. I think I think you got to do it in a different way. Yeah, the, at least the ones I saw. Like I mean, I appreciated that they were doing it. Like I like I am fully like a thousand percent supporting of that kind of stuff because right. obviously I do a podcast. So I want people to support that, and a lot of people don't get the get what the fuck we're doing. So yeah, yeah I I would much prefer a club like an actual like well known club. They can't have a crowd, right? But they just video. They should stream. live stream they, it. They yeah, live stream an actual sure. show. That's what Gutties is it. doing. Yeah, and and they like the, the. I love Gutties. Trust me, they're like I took the stand up class there because I was too scared to get up on stage without talking to people that would teach me a little bit before doing it. Like I love them. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like they need help with their um, social media presence because when they post stuff i feel like nobody like i'll click on it because i know them right but like they're the strangers that might be seeing this i feel like don't have any investment in it and that's the place like i'm interested in gutties i just know they are very clean comedy clean right? comedy yeah. it and terrifies see, the shit yeah, see, out of me and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not super offensive i'm not super dirty but i i'm like a hard pg-13 so i know guarantee i just wouldn't fit i guarantee you could do it you it, think it's really i mean i say that also because i'm not i'm not a big uh, like I don't swear a ton, yeah. like in my normal talking, like yeah. I don't, it, so it doesn't happen. And then when I'm writing jokes, I'm like writing the way I talk. And so a lot of my jokes don't really get too bad. And what I did during that class was that we went through the whole like writing joke process that they use. And like, obviously everybody uses a different way, right. but I really uh, resonated with, with the way Dennis Tooley, like the way his brain works with writing, that's the way mine worked. And so I would write <clears throat> my version and then I would write the gutties version and just kind of <laughs> change a couple things mm -hmm. because I knew that this would not fly on their stage, right. but this would, and you can get, I mean, there's, it's a fine line. It's like yeah, my, yeah. my biggest turnoff from it. I, I think it's cool what they're doing. And I think they're doing like for an audience, like what they're doing is needed in the area they're mm -hmm. doing it. At. Mm -hmm. I just, 
the kids, man. Like, like people go Dude, to comedy uh, shows to get so, away from their kids. So I, I did a show. Ray Hensley was telling me all this stuff about these like little kids in the <laughs> yeah. front row. I'm like, I could not do that, dude. So I, um, I did a feature for them where like I just came on like after like the first person or something. Like a like guest that. spot, yeah, guest spot or whatever. And I'm still bad with the lingo. Clearly, I'm not. A- <laughs> uh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> but no, I've been doing uh, this way too long. So. I, uh, I did a guest spot. Two nights in a row. It was a Friday and Saturday. The Friday night had a kid, or there was a couple of kids. One kid was good. He just laughed, had a good time, like interacted with you the way you were supposed to. And uh, there was two, though. And the, the other girl, this little girl, was like talking back and forth with every comedian. <laughs> like, And I had done my guest spot already. And she didn't, like, clearly I'm not like approachable to children apparently because she didn't say shit during my my set and i assume it's possibly because i was not talking about anything that was relevant to her and second of all like maybe i just am a little bit like scarier to her but as soon as the other people went up she was just talking back and forth i'm in the crowd like with my wife and we're just like god can this girl just shut the fuck up and i know that's mean because she's like eight or seven whatever but really like as somebody who's been up there, I was like, if she would have done that while I was up there, I would have freaked out and been like, all right, that's been my time. I'm getting out of here because I don't know how to deal with this. Right. But it's like it's not an age-relevant art form. Like, for an eight-year-old or seven-year-old girl, right? she has no idea what's going on. No. And she has no idea of the relevance of it. So, like, why are you going to... why If you're going to like interact with your kid, be a good parent and do it something that they want to do. Yeah, and you can tell... She was there with her grandparents. Yeah. So, like, the parents had dumped her off with the grandparents. <laughs> grandparents probably already bought tickets or already planned to go and then decided, well, we don't have anything to do with this this child, so she's coming with us because it's an all-ages show. Um, but then the second night, fantastic. No kids. It was all adults. Whole room was full. Super fun. Everybody did great. It went super smooth. So, I, uh... and like, I know I can be clean. But just the fact that I'm gay makes me not feel welcome there. Oh, that makes sense. I can I can see that because I, I, I can understand I don't your, know, where like, you're coming what their from. Their definition that. of clean is right. they can define what is clean, what isn't. What what Dennis has said to me, and what he says every, in the green room is, if you can't type it into your phone, or if autocorrect won't, what is it? It's if autocorrect, if you type it in and autocorrect doesn't have a word for it then you can't say it on stage. So like if you're obviously there's like workarounds you can like add words into your fucking That's not specific track. enough for me <laughs> but, I but basically I like going across lines. So I need which, to that's know what where I'm the saying. line is. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, you would I mean it would just have to be it would be more you would have to meet him probably outside of the club before going in just to talk to him to see like what you feel like and that sounds right. exhausting exactly. <laughs> seems like Dennis too much work. sounds like a cool like, you know, he seems like a really cool guy and I like that he's doing yeah. it. I just know it's not for me. Right. That makes complete sense. I, I get it. I I don't know. I I live to be blue. I like people. Oh yeah. I like being blue. And you, you do well with what you do. <laughs> I did 20 the Helium did like a dirty showcase and everyone did like 12 or 13 minutes. I did I, I ran over like 8 minutes but like the booker didn't care because I was doing really well. I can't wait until I can go back and watch people. No, oh, but I'm going to have a kid so it's going to be really tough to get out You're of the house. You're not going anywhere. No. <laughs> I'm not going I anywhere. I know. Except for, hey, she kicked me out. 
That's it. You get, yeah. you, get two, you get two choices either. I'm just waiting for that first week that her mom comes and stays with us. And <laughs> Jen has already told me that I'm free to kind of go out and do what I want to do that week. One of my go. uh, one of my good friends is separated from and his wife. And my baby's not even here yet. He separates the wife in their baby six months old, right? And I was like, hey, I think they're going to work it out or whatever. And then uh, I was like, hey, by the way, if we get divorced, my mom stays with you. <laughs> my wife goes, fuck that. <laughs> you take her. I keep the brother, my brother. And I was like, ah. So we both have a brother. Her brother lives with us and my mother. And it's just. It is like they're the same person. It's not a war zone <laughs> at your house. Oh no, it's just stupid questions all day long. <laughs> He's, From both sides. Yeah, my mom. Like it was eleven o'clock, and I was having a macaroni bowl. These hungry man's really good. Three bucks Walmart. Oh, yeah. Four minutes in, let sit another minute. Cool. Don't have to slit the film. I've never had that. You know how to, you know that film you have to. I'm slit. too good for that kind Thank of. Thank God you gave me the directions. I was like, no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> they even print them right on the box for you. Yeah, but who reads them? My <laughs> who, kid, I, I who like even reads anymore. My my kid just kids. But anyway, she's like, you're eating that now, and I'm like, yeah, it's eleven o'clock. She's like, it's still breakfast. I was like, by who? <laughs> by whose standards? McDonald's because you have it all day. She's like, I just don't think you should be enough for oh, breakfast. So she's just stressed that you're eating a non-breakfast item. No, no, it at was eleven the, o'clock. It had nothing to do with anything health wise. It was just like, it just yeah, wasn't it's the just time. not a breakfast. It item. said hungry man on it, which means she's sixty three years is old. She, you should be eating out at six thirty at night. Yeah, is she against dinner. breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I think she's done breakfast for dinner. My mom does all the time. Seen. Yeah, dude, that's a fantastic thing. Like that's oh, the, the best thing, thing in the of world. all time. Yeah, but she's like, "Are you going to work? What time are you going to work? What time are you going to be home?" I think about making dinner tonight, and I was like, "You are everything my wife is not. This is why I'm <laughs> staying married." I guess because I hear guys talking about how their wives are. When are you going to be home? What are you doing? That's my mom. My wife never says shit. My wife's like, hey, I'll see you sometime. I was like, cool, I'll see you later. I think your mom actually cares. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> We've been together since 98. We I, have think two- he, I think he's the first person that's called you on that. That's pretty good. She still lets me have sex with her and she's hot. I don't care. Hey, yeah. Good like, for him. Like, I'm, I'm happy for him. And she doesn't ask any questions why my location services is always off. I mean, mine's <laughs> off, but I don't know. Everyone's off on every app. Well... You know, we've been in that. We've been in that. Uh, That's because you're an idiot. <laughs> we've been in that situation that didn't work out too well. You actually. Um, I, so this is me and Juice became good friends over the last year. I've known yeah. him for a while. I mean, he's kind of a you know schmuck or whatever, but <laughs> schmuck, huh? He calls me. He's like, <clears throat> he's talking about having a kid. Very serious talk. And I was like, hey man, the the hardest part is when they get two or three years old, and you're trying to find time to be at your job. She's at your job, and you're trying to balance it. I said, this way, my wife separated for a year. And he's like, and I was like, you got two choices, either stay at home and not do anything or get a side chick. And then he goes, so how's that side chick thing really work? <laughs> and he was dead serious on me trying to give him some kind of game plan. I was like, whoa, whoa, no. I well, didn't. my question is, in 2020, how is it possible <clears throat> to be successful at having the other the other one, the other woman, the other, the side chick. How is that possible? Because you're talking about technology having- is connected. People know where you're at. You know people. Like I play on social media all day, like because of the podcast. Like if I was to step out of line just this much, I'd be caught immediately. So then I don't even try. It's so easy to get caught now. Like early 2000s, it took some work. Turn off your phone, go to a hotel. Boom, done. <laughs> 
It's that easy. It's that easy. But see, I, here, here's where they're done that. This is where people but, but make. Then, the, but this, then now they know. I, no, this is where people make the your phones up. At. Is because they're getting a piece on the side, right? So no matter what, they think, well, I got this over here. And I'm just kidding, Jen. I, you never listen to a show, but if you're ever listening, I'm not serious. So what I'm you do. Scared, I'm too scared <laughs> you still, to walk out of line. You still take care of everything at home, right? You still help the kids, laundry, dishes, grass. You got to keep that appearance up, and that just draws all the attention away. And still some sex. Otherwise, it's like, yeah. it's you, still fishy. Yeah. You know? usually, usually little hand stuff. Yeah, hand stuff. You know, coral. <laughs> so you go down on her. Yeah. You'll slip up. No. Like, you can't just be like nothing. The problem like, is. Well, there's something. You're happy. What's going on? The, the problem is someone tries to add a third one. That's when you get caught. You get arrogant. <laughs> I think the wife starts getting suspicious when you start wanting to go to the movies a lot. Or you're doing couples costumes with her. She I would never do that. <laughs> Even if I was cheating on her, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but I like that kind of stuff. I don't. So that's see, that's the difference. That's the see, uh, like, dichotomy yeah, guy. I, right I, I, I have bipolar bipolar disorder, so I'll be getting really manic. I'll have like five, and I'm like, I have to get rid of like at least three, right? <laughs> Trying to figure out which ones to get rid of. I'll be like in a blaze and I won't be crazy anymore. I'll be like, oh shit, I have five boyfriends. I have to get rid of at least three. Otherwise, I have no weekends for the next like three months. I haven't been on a date in five years, so I can't speak too much. So you're, you're trying to figure out like which one has the best job, which one can like give me the most shit. None of them are doctors, so I just got rid of all well, of them. Now you, now you have to figure out which one has the best health, health insurance, too. None yeah. of them were doctors. <laughs> uh, no, in 2020, it's different. Is is with social media and everything like that. It's like people are waiting for people to fuck up. So I'm too scared, out. and I also know now that the game that I used to run doesn't fly anymore. That mm. doesn't fly anymore. I used to just uh, have the best time that I could at a bar, and I usually ended up going home with somebody. Well, here's where the problem is: also, you can't have friends that want to fuck your wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a true story. True story. I don't. I don't think because they will rat on you in order to think uh-huh. that they get a piece of it, so that they yeah. can get yeah. in. They yeah, can that's hundred percent. I can believe it. That's a hundred percent true. Ruthless. Yeah, that's hundred yeah, percent true. Fucker, man. That was uh, that was my issue back in high school. God, there's a between high school and grown up really. I know, but I'm just saying. Like I used to get fucking, you know, thrown under the bus on the regular because they wanted to mm-hmm. have sex with my girlfriend. Oh, I thought you got in trouble for finger, no, finger banging no, your sisters. No real friends. That's what you're saying. Completely all my, true. All my friends. I mean, I, don't trust I, might, I might have like one friend still. Yeah, that's why you don't tell your friends even what you're doing. That way when they blow up, they'll be like, dude, why didn't you tell me? Like, there's a reason I didn't tell you. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just want to like kind of go towards you. Five, five years. He said five years, not a date. Is that for real? Like, not yeah. a, a single date, like, didn't yeah. go to the movies? No, I didn't. Uh, Netflix and chill. So, uh, about seven years ago, I moved down here from Muncie and I was looking for apartments. Chirp, I, chirp. Yeah. Well, a bunch of flightless <laughs> drunken cardinals coming out of there. <laughs> I'm one of Our them. Our two good. biggest exports are Schedule One drugs and two guys riding mopeds in oh, Muncie. Yeah, for sure. But, the DUI mobile. Yeah, the Dewey scooters. Yep. But when I got down here, I was looking for apartments, and uh, I think I told you a little bit earlier, I work with children with autism. So I was asking people I was work, working with, because I just started at this new center, and one of the girls training me said, um, I was like, is your apartments affordable? You know, where you live? I'm not trying to be creepy or anything. And she was like, yeah, it's a pretty nice place. It's in Noblesville. And 
she was kind of like, actually, I was supposed to have a roommate move in with me this week and they bailed on me and I'm going to have to move back in with my parents. How would you feel about moving in with me? I, we literally just met this girl and seven years later, I'm, we still live together. So not that it's hampered dating or anything, but I've been content. I've been happy. I've, right. I've, it's not something I've really been out searching for for a yeah. long time or anything. But as I'm getting older, I, I, I don't know, things might change. Who knows? I'm very good with the flow kind of guy. I'm interested, like, your <clears throat> if you haven't been on a date, like, dude, like, it's it's so available now. Like, I mean, not I'm not saying that, like, sex is available all the time. <laughs> That's what he's I'm saying. Just, he's saying sex yeah, is available. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, there's there's apps that... I met my wife right before um, Tinder like blew up. Like I had kind of heard of it, but didn't really know what it was. So like, and I was in the middle of kind of dating her. Like if that existed when I was fucking in college, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. That was like right at the end of my college experience was Tinder kind of blew up. It's a paper trail. (laughs) Not really. It's like Snapchat. Everything disappears. Bullshit. (laughs) I don't know. Never I seen the app. <laughs> I don't think it does disappear. Actually, really. <sighs> Anyways, I like shits for life. I like old school. Just be creepy. Oh. <laughs> Just be well, creepy. you you definitely rock that out. <laughs> <laughs> you, he's got a weird game. I'll tell you that it works. I'll tell you it works. It's awkwardness. <laughs> it's awkward oh making people feel awkward and then they start telling the truth and you just actually pay attention and then you just prey on their weakness <laughs> so just beat them down and so don't be weirded <laughs> out by him now don't be weirded out by him now no wait wait but you live with the same girl for what seven years about seven years now. seven years. you're married yeah, yeah. well essentially yeah so commonwealth marriage or something like that we can claim each other in our taxes at this point do you? You should. No. Yeah, why? Like, take but that loophole. I don't know if that's but you a never thing. dated the roommate ever? No. Like, if she cries, do you hold her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get it. No, I, I shut my door and I just go to my room. All right. <laughs> I just, no, she's she's like, I, I don't think it would have worked out had she not been the way she is. She's that, she's super laid back. She's great. She loves to cook. She's, I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it would have worked out had it not been this particular girl. It's just a follow up question. <laughs> Has she dated other people? I, yeah, she's been on dates. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because right. I just know women at some point in time, if they're through the dry spell, they're going to come knock on the roommate's door, like, hey, I need. <laughs> just don't I, look People at me. ask me all the time if it's weird living with her. I know. It just means all the batteries in my apartment are dead all the time. <laughs> so it is like being married. <laughs> <laughs> no sex. We have a dog together. Yeah. Shut the doors. That's interesting, man. That's I mean, that's cool as fuck. It's just a different. It's an interesting. Uh, like if thing. I lived there, it would make sense, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm gay. Yeah, that's and my like, gay would be yeah. like, oh yeah, we're like we're not like we're not dating because I'm gay, obviously. But like you know, we're like we're here. We, we, we wouldn't ask him the same questions about him. <laughs> no, no. Like so, does he ever you know just come in one time? Be like, I need to, you know. <laughs> no. Do you hold him? When I wouldn't ask those questions. He wouldn't ask those no. questions. You might. I don't know. Uh, you might. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold her. <laughs> I just throw ice cream at her like fucking just eat this settle <laughs> the fuck down I mean it's it's great though you go out to bars she gets free drinks from other guys that's for fantastic. both of us yeah. it, you know if a creepy girl's you know trying you to bother me you guys are one she... kid away from just like the all American dream yeah yeah Jesus no I had a I had a really good uh, girlfriend in, in college as well that that same thing like she would just man she took a lot of pills though she was real <laughs> fucked up uh, <laughs> But she, uh, 
Did, uh, she did the whole like you know, getting drinks, getting, yeah. the, <laughs> <laughs> getting the drinks for everybody, and that was a good time. But um, she was also really crazy. Um, <laughs> How did that relationship end? We just stopped like talking to each other for some reason. Or like, did you just disappear? Kind of, <laughs> we kind of grew apart. Like I love your relationships at the end. Dude just leaves. He's gone. Yeah, he's like, just he, no. He, that's, that's he leaves shit true. there. Like stuff he cares about. He's like, eh, I, I'm not going back. I'm the same way. Hundred percent true. Way. Like just I have zero. I have zero clothes that I had when I was in high school. Like my wife will be like, Oh, I had this in high school. It was my favorite shirt. Like I keep it, and it's like you know a comfort thing. You're like, No, that's Jenna's. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rachel has that. But Sarah. no, I uh, like I literally have. I you know playing sports in high school like i had you know the sweatpants the shirts with all my numbers on and stuff like that girls i dated like as soon as we were done talking it was like gone and people would be like are you gonna go get your shit back no not worried about it and i ended up i have one sweatshirt and it's adidas and it's like a double xl i don't know why i owned a double xl because i was not as fat as i am now (laughs) in high school and that that, that's the only thing i have I think I had my Letterman's jacket, and then I did nothing with. Before Facebook um, and all of those other bigger social medias, MySpace existed. I had And there was a video on MySpace of a ex-girlfriend burning all of my stuff <laughs> as well because it ended really badly. I wish I could find that. I wish I could. You probably didn't even have a top five because all your friends <laughs> were fucking your girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 had a, uh, I had a top three. <laughs> I like I like changed it so it was not the top five and so, the top yeah. and the top and the top three were all celebrities. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, all we care about was music on MySpace or whatever, and some photos. And now it's your page took like seventeen hours to load. Yeah. Then now it's all political warfare. And then the the guy who's retarded in school is telling you how to vote. Oh like, man, where did this world come from? I got into <laughs> kind of a okay so. <laughs> Before we completely get out of here, because um, I'm assuming we're getting close to an hour, at least. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want before we get out of here. I had kind of a conversation that I would just like to get your guys' opinion on, and this is a little bit more serious. We've been joking around a little bit. Um, the guy posted some sort of meme like eliminate all billionaires. People make like what nine hundred ninety nine million dollars. Or nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars, and then you are you get cut off and you can't become like a billionaire. All every all the money you make after that is a is goes to whatever. And um, we got into the conversation, and I was like, my thought process is I don't get why everybody that feels like they don't have maybe they don't have as much as the person but basically demonizing super wealthy people and i my question is why do we demonize super wealthy people well i think we all want what we can't have that's 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 my point yeah. but then this guy that i'm friends with on facebook is he's very intelligent and he talked in circles and i'm texting <laughs> and driving and you know <laughs> like that's clearly yeah. not the right thing to do but uh i'm like reading his comments i'm trying to figure out like it's almost like he's talking me into circles because like I don't know what he's even saying because I said that and then he's like, well, that's that's moving the goalpost. That's not that's not the part of this conversation. And I'm like, but it feels like every person that demonizes those people, it's because they're angry about something. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like somebody's asked that question 
Because I asked. Well, because everyone has problems that money could fix. Right. And if you see someone that has enough money to fix everyone's problems, it gets an, it, it's annoying. Right. But then my my mm. thinking is, in my opinion, I'm indifferent to all that. Like I don't really care. Like mm. okay, Jeff Bezos is about to be a trillionaire. Like in 2026, like they're they projected him to be the first trillionaire of all time. It's like, but really, what does that affect me personally? Well, I, I, we were in such a weird time. I think people are always looking out, you know, for the evil in people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of a lot of times nowadays billionaires millionaires and stuff are demonized so i think there's you've got millionaires out there who like bill gates right now he's talked a lot down a lot you see posts he's like, like oh, he's ch- trying to take trying over to, and all this stuff to chip people but you got to think bill gates has donated millions upon millions of dollars to like he he alone helped you know decrease malaria in certain countries by just donating nets to these countries yeah. that they couldn't get. Like he spent his life doing really good things, and now here we are in 2020. People are spending hours looking up and posting fake things about him. He's the new world order, right? So I think people look for that evil stuff, and I think money is you know kind of that pinpoint for people. And well, what I want to say is what we settled on in this argument was there's no answer to this one way or the other. Yeah. And um, he stated that <clears throat> there is no answer, but we all need to have this discussion to move things forward. But I also just feel like I don't feel like there's any way to end that discussion. And I don't even think, and me personally, I don't think that's the discussion that we need as far as like the billionaire portion of it. Like I, my whole family's been teachers my whole life. We love teaching. We love working with kids and we're happy to do it for the money that we make. The thing is, you know, people say, oh, you get summers off, you get off at three o'clock. And that's not necessarily the truth. Like my mom graded papers till midnight, 1 a.m. Most nights, you know, you're working all summer, a second job while getting ready for the next year. So I think the conversation needs to be, let's pay people like that a little bit more. I'm not saying we need to be paying them six figures or anything, but a more livable wage. So teachers aren't going out and working three jobs at night. I don't think that we necessarily need to worry about the billionaires. I think we need to worry about the little, the middle class and the lower class and trying to get them up a little bit more Mm. to even things out. And I think you'll see less of that demonization of billionaires and stuff when people are, you know, feel like they're being compensated for the hard work they are doing. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good call. Also, I think it's also a lot about autonomy. Like some people are okay with more taxes if they assume that it's going to a good cause. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of people are not okay with any taxes or little to no taxes. And that's a big part of it. There's a lot of people that want those people that have a bunch of money to not have as much money are okay. Because they, they want them to have the same stress yeah. that we do. Yeah. Right. They, they want either like literally, oh, well, I don't want to have to pay for my health care. I want universal health care. Why does this guy get to have billions of dollars when he's able to pay for everyone's health care? Yeah. And I get, I, I understand that. And I think uh, that's why I don't, I agree with it. I don't think it's ever going to be solved. No. No, I mean, there's gonna be just as many people that are on both sides. I just feel like we're we are as humans, we're just we have that wiring that we want that. Mm -hmm. So if you started to come up with an idea and you started building something and you were like, "Oh fuck, now I'm a billionaire!" Like you're not gonna just immediately change your thought process to be like, "All right, well now I'm gonna pay for healthcare for fucking everybody." But a lot of them did though back in the day, like Rockefeller and Carnegie and those guys. Like Carnegie gave a lot of wealth back. Mm-hmm. But I feel like all of them do. But 
even Carnegie and Rockefeller, they've been hated forever because Carnegie, not people as thought, not people rock, thought not they were terrible. I'm sorry. People thought they were terrible. Carnegie. Rockefeller was hated because yeah. he actually shut down one of his plants just so Carnegie couldn't actually go through. Right. So he shut down all of it. Yeah. So <laughs> it yeah. makes sense. And, like, like, that's kind of the other thing. Like, they make a move and it's such a big ripple nope. effect. I make a move, it's not going to affect exactly. anybody but myself it's and like, somebody else. Uh, I, I, I compare billionaires to beautiful people, right? Think about it. Like, is pretty people do have certain access other people don't. Dude, right? they have a they live a dream life, is what I, I say. I told this joke. One of my bits was um, I watched Discovery, uh, the murder show. I can't think of the channel. ID Discovery Channel, mm-hmm. right? And they're always showing like people getting killed, and then they use they use like these real pretty actresses or whatever, and you feel bad when they die. And then you see like the real picture and you're like, I really don't feel so bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the same thing. And then the crowd groaned at me. I was like, oh, stop it. When ugly people, when I, when pretty people die, we cry. When ugly people die, we're just happy more rooms on the interstate. Right? <laughs> That's my philosophy. The thing about it is like, you know, you see like, oh my gosh, you have so much to live for. He did. And, you know, like Nicole Brown Simpson and the, the waiter got killed. You're like, wow, they were beautiful people. But if they were two ugly people, you're like, eh. Okay. What the fuck was he doing with that ugly bitch? I know. That's the whole thing. That would have been the narrative. You know, and it's just like the whole social media craze is like, you you know, the Instagram and all these other people. And now these people are, can't do what they usually do. Well, well just what, what also frustrates me is people call me a, like a, like a maybe, it's not a bootlicker because I'm not like talking about <laughs> cops, sure? but they're like talking about the fact that I am not demonizing billionaires myself so then they call like they call me like a derogatory term i don't remember what it is now but they call me a term because i'm not like oh fuck these guys right. we should take all their money and give it to everybody else not they extreme be- enough because they made better decisions in life <laughs> that's what i that, that's what i think like i mean if i if like obviously i would not probably attain billionaire status but if i would have got my shit together at 23 and started actually like figuring stuff out instead of waiting until i was 32 I probably would be a, at least a millionaire by now. Like, I mean, I know because of my trajectory that I've been on since I was 28. Right. So if, you know, I get it. So what? why am I? I don't know. Well, why do I care what this fucking person is? Because we saying? hate well, success. Think about it. Yeah. When Think about it. Um, hate the Patriots. Yeah. But think about it. Though. <laughs> it's, it's like your favorite band. You, you hear their first bootleg CD. Like, mine was Kings of Leon when they used to play in Bloomington all the time. Never made, they didn't <laughs> sign their deal yet. Then they signed their deal and they played the same fucking song yep. on the radio. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done with them. Because I'm like, why am I upset at them? Because they, that's, they made, they made it big, yeah. man. And But even myself, found myself, I'm a very petty person too. And I was like, I'm very, I'm like, fuck, I ain't listening to shit. I was like, I listened back in 05 before they made it big. <laughs> But then you're pretentious, so yeah, and I'm not denying that. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm, but we get mad at success. It's the same yeah. way. Like I've had a couple of buddies just have some great success, and part of me was just like, I'm funnier than he is, and I was like, dude, don't do that. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, I'm that's a bad road yeah. to go down. Yeah, kind of. Like, quick, quick question because we are, like I said, we're we are wrapping up, and I just I have a couple of things that are just going through my mind really quick. Um, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Mm-hmm. He just released a special. Did you guys watch it? I have. I haven't. I have not you haven't? watched it yet. No. What did you think since you watched it? Because so, I I love Seinfeld. Right. 
so I grew up with Seinfeld. Like, that was my mom's favorite show. Like, that was one of my biggest influences. I've seen him, you know, I, he's been an obsession of mine for so yeah. long. I've seen him live in Vegas. I've seen him live here. And, That's awesome, by the way. Um, thank you. Uh, his new special, I, I was really mixed on it because it was very Carlin-esque, and I love that about it. Like, he was kind of talking about the world and kind of the annoying parts of the world. I think he said it multiple times. <clears throat> but at the same time, I a lot of his jokes, I've heard for a lot of years like not even that's the, what not I'm even saying. the jokes but like the format he was using yeah. i'm like you you kind of did the same thing in what i'm telling you for the last time which mm-hmm. was back in the 90s like so what i'll say from my experience is the first half i was like yeah okay mm-hmm. this is good what really resonated with me uh was the talking about his family yeah like that i got that like that like hit me and that like made me laugh like in a deeper way as opposed to just kind of chuckling at the beginning and i was walking on a treadmill and i was watching this by the <laughs> way because work is so slow that i like literally will just be like all right guys i'm gonna go walk on the treadmill gotta get my steps in because i'm getting fat in the quarantine time right now um but yeah i i agree with you it felt very very familiar yeah well it's, well, it's funny you bring that up um i i had posted a quote from the special on my facebook wall and a kid i went to high school with he he commented something just talking about how he wasn't the biggest fan of jerry because it always seemed like he hated the world mm-hmm. and i said you know that's always been kind of jerry's stick he, he was observational comedy he was the one that was doing it the best for a long time and he never did divulge too much into his private life and then he did start talking about his that's family stuff like, and i was yeah. like okay that's different like yeah. I, he's talking about something he doesn't talk a lot mm-hmm. about and i think that's where i was like okay this is a little bit better so then my my other question that I just thought of just now, when he was doing the show, those stand-up moments were those written by him or was I mean? Because I don't know. Because I'm not like I'm a I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I watch the show pretty regularly, but I'm like not a super fan. Was that his writing or was that kind of like the show's writing? Or do you know like the bits in between, like, like where he's the actually show doing stand? A lot of that's his material. I. Larry David, I think, wrote a lot of the show part of it. But when yeah. he's up there doing stand-up, that's... I mean, those are his bits. Yeah. That's stuff he's been doing for a long that's, time. Because that stuff's great, man. He has a really... He wrote it... And it's still, like, it's still relevant. It's like, super relevant. I mean, sometimes, like, you know, talking on, like, a car phone, that doesn't make sense because we don't have yeah, car phones My favorite anymore. episode is uh, the contest. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's like the... You can't beat it. It's so relevant. It's you such can't a relevant. beat it's, it. Yeah. That's a great one. We gotta do it. Yeah. You don't have to. You can go what <laughs> three to six months or something. They talk to Elaine about. Like I think that's hilarious. Like, Kramer just walked as soon as they start. He's uh, walks in the apartment. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to because everybody's a critic now because we have so much access to be critics because a mic, a video, whatever. I listen to like what other comedians say or other basketball players say or legends or whatever. And then I'm I want to listen to hear what they say because a lot of times is you'll have somebody who'll just trash something and i'm just like i i want to see what like when they when someone says lebron james or jordan or whatever i'm like i want to listen what the the experts have to say Mm -hmm. someone who played the game and i know like a lot of um media you know we're part of the media obviously and stuff like that. i always like to see what they have to say also because i just think some people hate seinfeld because he he protected himself so well Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't do any other TV shows. Like, he made appearances. He did the B movie. Um, his best thing by far. The yeah. B movie is actually pretty good. And then I he, actually like it. He ended his show on top. Are you joking? Or yeah, you, he, I he, am, he ended but the like, show on whenever top. Whenever people talk about Seinfeld, but, but are I, you talking about the star in the B movie? <laughs> because I, I think that's so funny. I really do like it. I think yeah. it's funny. 
Well, because he had some backlash a little bit for how young his wife, who's his wife now, was when they started dating. Mm-hmm. A lot of backlash. Yep. But how could she not date him? He's the star in the B movie. You know I mean? <laughs> She's such a good. Look stick. at his credits. B movie. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I'm a huge Larry. <laughs> no, what I what I also wanted to say really quick and just give my opinion because I don't know. I might get a little backlash from it, but I feel like a lot of uh, open mic slash people that think they are relatively successful comedians are bashing it because they are like, well, that's not the way. Fucking like that's not the cool thing to do in comedy right now. Yeah. That's just the way I feel about it because I feel like I see because I because once again I friended almost all of Facebook like I mean I did it because I added a ton of people on my Facebook to add to the Facebook of the Juice in the Morning page I added a ton of people then I could do the add all and add them all to the Facebook page and hopefully they would like it and you know build up a following and so I'm friends with a lot of comedians because it's like friends you may know so if i'm friends with like some comedians i'm friends with all of them they're all you know so i'm seeing like you know i can't i'm not gonna say i'm name by name but i'm just seeing like seinfeld special sucks like uh, blah 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 and then like somebody else uh, yeah it sucks and like i'm like "Ah, it's kind of like i enjoyed it and also at the same time there's a lot of uh popular comics that like um johnny and like other people are into that i'm just not that like i I don't. Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm not on the same same level as, uh, or not same level, but same wavelength. You don't get Bert Kreischer. You love Bert, and I met him. a yeah, lot of people yeah. love Bert. Nice guy. See, I'm I the don't. Same way. I don't think. I don't think he's funny. Like, I mean, I think he's funny. Like, there's funny. funny stuff. Right. But like, when but, I'm watching his special, I'm not like. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't pay to see him live. I wouldn't. Yeah. Like it, I, I don't. Yeah, when I, don't I was in Bl- when we were in Bloomington, he was working out his act right, mm-hmm. and seeing him that way was funnier than seeing his act. Okay, because he was natural. He wasn't trying to get the everything be perfect for the specials, and then he was talking to the crowd, and then he was like, like he he let his guard way down because he's like, all right, most people in here are comedians and stuff, so I don't have to worry about you recording my shit. So he just started going just off the rails. <laughs> yeah. And then that was, and then when you see these guys' acts now, it's almost like everything has to be because Netflix done a lot of money. Yeah. D'Elia, I don't like his stand-up. Like Chris, yeah, I'm not I'm a big fan of Chris like, D'Elia. I like his stand-up. Yeah. But he's like super famous right now. And I, I think, <clears throat> which I will, I've said it on the podcast before, Chris D'Elia's social media podcast, stuff like that, super funny to me like that's great your stand-up's not that great yeah so then like i'm trying to figure out like what is his what is his actual talent is he just a funny person and then he doesn't know how to really write stand-up i don't know i just i, I don't know because i'm, I'm not though, super famous he doesn't know how to write stand-up exactly yeah, it's a, like yeah. i can't say you don't exactly know do exactly but i'm also, not but i don't get it you don't have to be a fan of anyone right you know that's how i feel about it there's people mm-hmm. that love someone and i don't like people that are like mad at you for not liking oh right. or liking somebody that's why i didn't watch the matrix for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the matrix is amazing and you should have the, watched it that person wouldn't stop saying that mm-hmm. and they're like yeah. we clear hey you see matrix shit and it's like no why not see i shy away from life. stuff i agree bj was, you and i are the same in like, that fuck way. it i didn't watch it until like 2017 i didn't Someone start hype something up i'm not gonna yeah i'm, I'm the yeah, same I'm, way i didn't yeah. start game of thrones until like season five except same. except yeah. for <laughs> blo- except for blowjobs i was excited for that right out of the gate <laughs> right, right from the bat <laughs> right out of the gate <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> we can't go around asking for that no okay so we've covered a lot of fucking ground um 
But my wife's the same way. I think Bill Burr is fucking one of the best of all oh, time. I love I, Bill yeah. Burr. And, and she'll watch it and be like, huh. I'm like, <laughs> but then we'll watch like some fucking stupid one and she's like, <laughs> like she'll watch Ridiculousness and laugh at that. And I'm like, come on. But that show will get funny sometimes. I'm like, you have no it's just like it's America's Funniest Home Video. Like you have no soul. <laughs> you have no. <laughs> you have no talent. It's possible. I think we're just oversatiated with a lot of like when you were talking about comics, just saying, "Oh, his special is off." Like talking about Seinfeld. You know, back in the '90s, Twitter wasn't a thing. So yeah. when some, I, somebody had a good tweet. It was like back in the '90s, you said "spank you very much," and people are like, "Oh shit, that is funny." But now <laughs> it's like everybody can make a joke on Twitter yep. and. So there's so much on Netflix now, like stand up's such a big thing. And like, the the coverage. So oh, like if you, because like quotable movies and quotable stand up used to be funny because like not everybody had heard it. Right now everybody's heard everything. Everything. Right. I've talked about it on the podcast before. My well, old all done that was part of that was part of my game in in college was I would recite other comics <laughs> jokes because I watched stand up comedy so much and pretend it was yours and yeah. I, like I would just like be in conversation and somebody would say something and I would like oh like and say you know a Dane Cook joke and like <laughs> most most girls would not know what I was talking about yeah. but then every now and then they would and you'd have to be like. All right, not talking to you fucking rest of the night. And then I'd move on to the next person because I knew she knew what I was talking about. The best so. the best was in high school when stand up like you, Comedy Central Presents was starting to be big oh, when I was yeah. in high school and I could hear like a few other guys who would be into stand up, they would do like we all did it. We would all, you know, be in a conversation, yep. try to pass a joke off, but when one of us would hear the other one, like, Do you watch that special you last night? Do you watch that? <laughs> you motherfucker. Calling out. You got okay. it. You got it. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, anyways, before we get out of here, though, uh, I assume both of you guys have social media that you would like to get out there. And I assume that you guys would like to uh, kind of promote whatever you got to promote. So we'll start with you, Ryan. Go ahead. Let the uh, listeners know what that is. Then we'll move on to you and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is at Ryan Danger 13. And then Facebook's just Ryan Ross. You can where'd, find Ryan, where'd Ryan Danger come from? Ryan, yeah, that's... Uh, a long time ago, oh. I was in college. Okay. It, I'll make it quick. Uh, this girl got really mad at me and went to say, do the mom, middle name, whole full name thing oh. to yell at me, and she didn't know my middle name. So I just said, danger, and a lot of people <laughs> laughed. And five years later, I was at a bar, and somebody said, Ryan, and some girl goes, are you Ryan Danger Ross? And it just stuck. That's, ev- that's perfect. It I just like stuck that. ever good, since then. That's a then. good story. Nice. But yeah, we got the Monday show. I don't know when it's ever going to come back up, but it's going to come yeah, back. We'll get Eventually, it going. Yeah. What, yeah, we'll what get it think? going. You think July? Maybe? Just because that's supposedly <clears throat> the the open date for everybody? So you and Jack, whatever they're okay yeah. with, that's what we're going to yeah, go. Yeah, cool. We're, we're so following whatever, their lead. We're cool. Follow their lead because they're being so hospitable. And yeah. we just want to like be team players. So and Nolan, you're, you're Nolan Miller Comedy, right? Yeah, uh, on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, I need to get a better Twitter handle, but right now it's just Noldog9701. <laughs> I like and, that. And uh, Do you I'm, fuck with Twitter, either one of you guys that I much? do. I do Twitter more than Instagram. Really? I, I, if I wasn't doing comedy, I wouldn't have any social media. I'm really weird about it. I think everybody has the one that they're good at. Yeah. Because, and, and I'm not good at any of them. Um, 
but I don't want to be good at any of them. I want to like, be a hermit. I don't want to have any. You of just them. don't want. I don't like people knowing my shit. <laughs> I just, I just put a thing and about being an introvert comic, laughing my jokes, but then don't talk to me ever. No, uh, I, I, I don't like. It just creeps me out, and I've read too many books on why it's bad for you and stuff. Really, like, I just. It kills me. I have to use it. It is. It, it is, is bad. It yeah. is bad for you. I'll tell yeah, you that. It's terrible for you. I've, I've lost tons of sleep. My wife laughs because uh, makes me more depressed. My phone oh, will give. My up. phone will give you the uh, <laughs> update on Sunday. Your screen time for the previous week. Guess what? Oh. Guess what? My screen time is sixteen hours. It's probably disgusting. It's not sixteen <laughs> on average hours. a day. Like I couldn't have sixteen hours out of twenty-four. <laughs> Why? How, how would I? How would I have six that? hours? You're low. You're high. Uh, ten. It was eleven point five. I was five hours off. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's a decent but, amount. But my defense is, um, I ne- I turned off the uh, auto close thing because I was uploading videos to YouTube mm. and they would take so long. So like I just like turned that off so that okay. because if it shuts off, sometimes it'll just like stop uploading the video and it right. pisses me off. <clears throat> But I turned that off and it only went down to like nine point five. So, <laughs> so I just like lost an hour. Most of mine's from work because we use WhatsApp, which is actually considered social media. Yeah, hmm. and I keep and I keep my phone open because I my my phone is my work phone as well. So like, I'm, yeah. I'll be texting on it or I'll be uh, I'll have something up for like email. I also use it. I use GPS to go everywhere. I've been here a hundred times. I always pull it up on my GPS. I'm the same way. Because I like to know how, how long re- it's going to yep. take me to get there. How are you going to raise a kid when you can't even know where you're going? <laughs> I know where I'm going. Like, I just uh, like to know how long it's going to take me to get you there. You sure you know that in your head? Well, what if there's an accident? Yeah. The little red line lets me know traffic's exactly. on the way, man. <laughs> And it reroutes me to a better route. <laughs> you sure you know that? I don't know. It's called being a man. <laughs> Come on. It also, <laughs> 2020, it also, it also it's 2020. In, we're not in the fucking Stone Ages where you're reading the fucking stars to figure out where you're going. Like, you have a phone that like will tell you literally, oh, I'll take it right here. You can pay less attention to everything else because you have something right here telling you which way to go. Should That's how you wind up road. on the east side yes. of India in a bad spot. Yeah. The only time I ever use GPS is when I'm on like 38th Street and 16th and our He is all that is man, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only time I pay attention because the potholes are so big, so I can tag them. Yeah, I wish our government would hate the poor so they could fix the roads. <laughs> like Greenwood yeah. and Fishers is perfect, but you get near 38th in college and 38th yeah. in post. Oh, Muncie, you can park a car and oh, oh for sure, God, it's awful in Muncie. You should just start hiring like the uh, the people that are standing on the side of the road asking for money. Taylor. just fill fill the fill the potholes. Yeah, I, was, I thought about asking like, hey, you want to work? Well, that's today? a lot. Of, that's a lot of hard work. They can sweat out the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BJ, give us uh, the flyover media rundown, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, flyover media f- at Facebook, and then uh, on Mondays we have this garbage show, Juice in the Morning. Yeah, it's garbage. Garbage. But it's, um, it's, it's tasty garbage. Actually, no. We have Juice in the Morning, and then on Tuesdays we have Tina and Doe, and on Wednesdays we have Wee's Nuts. I like saying that. Uh, we also have Off the Cuff. Um, we also have Hack Attack. We also have Uncle Buck's House. And if like a, and then I have two of my own that we haven't been doing just because I've been. The B.J. Robbins Project and Movie Review and. That's the two. Wait, am I missing one? Dan King Show? 
Oh, Dane King. Yes. Well, I don't know if I want to loop that in with the rest of us because that's like a classy show. Yeah. Like I like his, I was telling them his name. It sounds like it should be a show on NPR. Uh, he's he's doing a show <laughs> called uh, King, Where I Go From so Here. And he's talking about people, those people that lost weight and then uh, other things. The people that actually have a positive impact on society like the rest of us. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, check that out. I feel like I have a somewhat positive impact. And then I'm working on another. There's going to be a Patreon page here soon. That should be launching really in August. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to film a bunch of creating stuff content. Yep. Because what? Is, <laughs> we've talked about pretty much everything on here, but imagine what we would talk about on a page that you have to pay for. Well, so so basically here it is like Uncle Buck's house is like I usually hit record and there's like 15 minutes of us just saying stupid shit, right? Like yesterday, we were talking about underwear or whatever. Uh, Buck was talking about, or his coach, like, make Buck nasty underwear or whatever. And I was like, could you? Should for sure do that. And I was talking about, well, could you imagine if uh, if, if you catered parent, uh, panties around girls that have been cummed in and, like, you know, oh, <laughs> called guy kid catch your panties? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show. Good way to end it. We're Thanks on for list coming now. to uh, <laughs> Juice in the Morning. So that's why it's going to be uh, called, and that's why it'll be on Patreon because <laughs> yeah, you have to pay to hear that yep. awful. It's a good thing we didn't go live on that one. <laughs> uh, but no, anyways, yeah, thank you for joining. I appreciate you guys coming on. It Absolutely. was awesome. It was a fun fucking conversation. I know it got a little hot and we had a little bit of dog barking in the background, but that's what we have to deal with sometimes. Um, you adapt, you overcome. That's what we do. And uh, you can find Juice in the Morning. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you can find it uh, here. And on all social media, we are at Juice in the AM. Don't forget, I'm doing a uh, Facebook Live every Thursday where I'm interacting with the fans because it's too hard to interact with you motherfuckers while we're doing the podcast. So, and his wife won't let him out of the house that often. And I built a computer to make it make Yeah, keep telling yourself whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so I want you guys to join me at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays, every Thursday. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Two guys and a Josh decided to start their own podcast, and they named it Pointless Discussions. It was messy. The jelly kept falling out. Little did they know they would be sucked into a perpendicular universe. Draw me like one of your French girls. I got an Uber on its way. It'll be here in like 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come to daddy. Now, Paul, Mark, and Josh are tasked with saving our universe. He crossed me, so I ate his heart. Oh, my God, guys. Can you believe that we actually got signed to the Los Angeles Eagles? This is fucking crazy. I've never played football a day in my life. Now we're pro football players? Yeah, I just think it's weird that I have to shower with the coach. Well, hey guys, you're in Diamond Joe's Labyrinth. I just want you to know if you don't get out in time, I'm going to eat your children's fingers. Uh, What are we going to do, Mark? Why their fingers? Armed with only podcasting equipment and very, very little intelligence, they must improvise their way through the unknown. With the help of an old, insane time traveler named Ernie Bentley, who was being hunted by a maniac with a baseball bat. Josh, get over here! The raccoon got stuck in the blender on my time machine! What? Uh, That's not a raccoon. That's a dog? Meredith, what happened? It's not my blood. Will they save us? 
Everybody calm down. Put, uh, put the gun down. Put the gun down. Oh, you know Diamond Joe wouldn't do anything to hurt you. Will they make it back to our reality? He did have direction. Direction was no direction. Hello, hello. Uh, sir, sir, I'm a, last time I'm telling you, I'm not a dog. Oh, fancy a cobbly wall. On you, Jimmy Jam. Hello. Huh? Oh, oh, little bit of, oh, oh, oh. little bit of in and out. You know what I mean? Mark's gonna be pissed. Find out on Pointless Discussions every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, and on Magic Squirrel Network on Facebook. In the event of my death, I want it to be known my safe word was platypus. This podcast is rated R for drug use, harsh language, constant nudity, and an overabundance of stupidity. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice of the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore Juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Juice in the morning.